Welcome to the Weekly Patch, the podcast designed to help make the game industry better one patch at a time. This is the Week 12 Patch, and I'm your host, Zyger. With me, the recently moved queen of fashion, Spencer. I visited my favorite bridge today and then turned it into an Animal Crossing Polaroid. It was amazing. Oh, oh my god, yes. Zyger, I'm going to... For some reason, I just want to bully the shit out of you. Like, as, right before we started recording, you started talking, and I was like, I just want to go into your room and just push you down. <laughs> but, like, look this at how close. Door's closed. I don't know. I just want to pick on you. Joining us is a development guru and esports enthusiast themselves, Jordan. I just saw Wizzy beat Zane game, th- um, game seven, and it was 3 2, and there was a bunch of spaghetti everywhere, but it was still fun. That's for my esports people. Explain the spaghetti. Well, when people play sloppy, they say spaghetti because of Eminem and Eight Mile said "Mom spaghetti." I've I've, I've been pretty hard in Overwatch League for a few years now, like since season one, and I ain't never heard anybody call it spaghetti. So you gotta be more specific <laughs> what eats what esport you're representing right now. Yeah, that's specifically for Smash. That's specifically okay. for Smash. So you talk a lot of like, oh yeah, no, I'm doing the thing that all the esports play, you know, the real esports <laughs> fans know, and I'm like, no, 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 you're talking to one very specific community. I'm pretty confident because yeah, I can get away with it sometimes though. <laughs> I'm not sitting here being like C9, you know, all esports know C9. Kind of. If you were a fighting game fan, I don't think you would. Like, I feel like fighting game esports and FPS esports are very distinct, are like very, very different. It's like expecting somebody who's really into football to know everything about baseball. Today, Wizzy beat C9 Mango. Uh, uh, And lastly, the tattooed photographer with an eye for the Pokemans, Kaylee. Oh, boy. I think I knew I wanted to bully you because I knew you were going to pronounce it Pokemans. Like, it makes sense now. I couldn't figure out why, but this is why. It's because I knew you were leading up to a bit where you said the word Pokemans. Pokemans. Yeah, it's kind of deserved. It's kind of, I, I'm kind of, uh, I, I hate saying this. I'm with Kaylee on this one. Yes, yeah, have that it. I'm going to put that on my fucking uh, stream deck. It's going to be my only soundboard button. <laughs> Every time I say some shit and no one in chat agrees with me, I'm just going to be like, boop. I agree with Kaylee on this one. <laughs> I really do love that, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a brilliant idea. This week, we have a lot of changes to the game industry in the Scrum, a quick look at games in free play, and a deep dive into the week's biggest release in the playtest. But without further delay, let's get into the Scrum. The Scrum. Microsoft announced this week. (laughs) (laughs) Then make new scrum noises at any at any episode. You can make new noises during the scrum, and I will use them inappropriately. But you can give them to me. (laughs) It's the the feeling of the whisper in my ear. It was so good. That's what I love about it. I love the I love the scrum. That little. (laughs) okay microsoft announced this week that on windows storefronts they'll be changing the revenue split from 70 30 to 88 12 giving developers a bigger share on games sold through the windows store matching the split we see on the epic game store this change though will not be reflected on the xbox console space as rumors were suggesting as microsoft has reiterated console platforms will continue to see the 70 30 revenue split Wait, I definitely misunderstood this news. I thought the rumor was that Microsoft was considering switching Windows Storefront seventy thirty to eighty eight twelve, and then changed their mind. 
but they are doing it on Windows. They're just not doing it on console. Yeah, on their PC platforms, it's matching Epic Game Store. That's still weirdly shitty. It's like, no, we're only doing literally the bare minimum that we have to to be competitive, not to like actually be a difference maker. Yeah, this is like, take that, Steam. That's basically what that is. Right, like, yeah, no, we're coming basically. after Steam specifically. Like, we are specifically that company. We're only going after other large companies. We won't do anything. We're not going to give developers more money for the games they make for any reason other than to stick it to another Omnicorp. I also think it might have something to do with Apple and the Epic Apple stuff that's going on because we don't really know if the idea that like Apple being a walled garden platform, which Xbox and PlayStation are also walled gardens, like if that's going to be a thing that's going to continue to be able to be a thing, like that's really one of the questions that the Epic Games Apple lawsuit is going to have to like that focus is tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Yeah. I, I was reading about recording. it before we started. As of recording tomorrow, so Monday after. No, everyone's going to know out. when we recorded. <laughs> okay. Expect to I hear from us next out week. Like two hours ago, they know. <laughs> no, but it's fun to bully him. Tiger, you ruined everything. Now we have to burn this episode. <laughs> two weeks ago, E3 announced dozens of partners for their digital showcase, ranging from game developers to media outlets. One such partner is the Pachico giant, Konami. However, Konami announced this week that they will not be at E3 this year after all, stating that they were just not ready for E3 this year. What changed in two weeks? Who knows? But we probably won't be seeing Silent Hill for a long time, if that even is what they're working on. Okay, this is another one where when I did the outline, I gave the host the perfect summary for this news article, and for some reason they decided to ignore it entirely write some other bullshit but for the record i summed this up as konami texted e3 they were on their way but turns out they were still in the shower i did see that that, that, that was i saw really that for i appreciated that i felt like i needed to no, explain didn't. the news you didn't appreciate it you go to hell <laughs> i don't know why it's so funny to me it's just like yeah we're gonna be at e3 it's gonna be super cool um we signed up for e3 rsvp totally gonna be there Oh, oh, this E3. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Never mind. No, we have stuff. We, we totally have stuff. We, told, I was, we have the whole thing. Um, it's going to be dope. Fuck. Like, they had two weeks and they changed their mind. Like, I, I really want to know what they were going to show. I feel like that's one department was like, yeah, we are definitely ready. And they're like, we're going to go. And then the actual devs were like, what the fuck do you mean we have an E3 presentation? No, we don't. (laughs) You don't even have a vertical slice. Just make it work. We can't just make it work. Yeah, vertical slice. Just take like a, just take an X-Acto knife and just take a slice. Because E3 is a month and a half away from now, right? Yeah, June? No. Yeah. Yeah. It's May. Oh yeah, you know so what you're like right. a month and a half. I'm like, yeah, six, you know, five, six weeks. Yeah, that's trippy. The fighting game community got shaken up this week as Bandai Namco Games, the publisher behind Tekken, Dragon Ball, Soul Calibur, and more, as well as NetherRealm Studios, the developers behind Mortal Kombat, have announced that they will no longer be working with WePlay for future fighting game tournaments and events. This change to their partnership is best attributed to WePlay's partnership with notorious online gambling company. One expat. One expat. A dumb name for a company. It, it, this is a very complicated story that goes far back. So I'm going to try to break down all the important parts. So uh, NetherRealm Studio, 
had a tournament lined up with WePlay that was on the 25th of April. And the 1x bet conversations, as far as I'm understanding, finalized on the 24th. So they already had like a deal going down where the tournament was in play and it happened. And then a week later, they announced they were no longer with WePlay. WePlay is a tournament series that's like this big esports production where they fly out a bunch of the top players and they do a tournament in person, which was a big deal. Um, and there have been SoCalibur events and Tekken events uh, already. So, One X Bet is controversial because it is an organization that has known connections to organizations that have been unseemly as illegal uh, advertising on legal sites, advertising like gambling on children's sports, which is also illegal. Um, they have some connection to Pornhub gambling, which is not illegal, but just something that these companies wouldn't want to be associated with. Pornhub gambling? Yeah, there's like a Pornhub gambling thing. I don't know. I have no clue what that gamble... means. I kind of... I've never gambled. I kind of want to know more about Pornhub gambling. Like, you have my attention. And it might not have, to have anything to do with Pornhub itself, but it might just be a thing that Pornhub owns that is associated with gambling. That would suck. I would be very upset. Um, I show up to the Pornhub Derby, and it's just fucking horses, and not fucking horse. Oh, it's everything... There's also a lot of uh, weird stuff with WePlay because no one knows where where they're located. They're officially designated as a U.S. Um, company, but they only operate in uh, like Eastern Europe. Uh, I assumed they were a non-U.S. company because gambling here is so obnoxious. Yeah, are they Cyprus? Lot. Isn't it like specifically Cyprus, which Everything is like only Cyprus? Yes, yes, exactly. Because just hang Cyprus a sign is... that says tax fraud on your business's door. <laughs> yeah, with the Cyprus address. Now, um, this was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back with the fighting game community because there was already mixed feelings about WePlay. Um, WePlay did great productions, as in, like some of like the best we've seen of that type of exhibition event in a while. Um, but people were wondering where the money went, where the money came from, and. We play also like openly just shit on what like the best uh, community organizer the FGC has, Rick the Hado, um, and start saying people are jealous about other people coming in and taking slices of the pie and all that stuff. And people didn't like that because it wasn't true, uh, just giving good feedback on their event. So it, it was only weird on the community side, but not on the professional side. Like everybody's going out now. Uh, ESL, which is another esports league, that's what it stands for, also does fighting game events, and they're also partnered with um, One X Bet right now. There are no ESL events that have been announced out loud involving the fighting game community. So the uh, Nether Realms, Bandai Namco, no one's like specifically said they're not going to be working with ESL anymore. And when they said they weren't working with We Played, they didn't specifically say it's because of the One X Bet. They just said they're ending. Um, the partnership with them. It's because of 1xbet, but they don't have to actually say that. So I think it's possible we'll hear more about this in the future. It's possible we not hear anything at all because ESL can just drop that sponsorship if they wanted to not 
have to deal with that, but we don't know. So there will be more to hear about this in days to come, weeks to come, months to come. I was going to say, days really, I thought this would be an ongoing. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'll probably have... be really boring because it's all like big companies and sponsorships and technical stuff, but boring in an important way. Yeah, we will have a link uh, from, I believe it's pronounced Ice Age, who has a great thread explaining the 1X bet or drama and everything around that company or lack thereof a company. So if you wanted to read more about it, check our show notes. It's a really great thread. And uh, just a quick clarification, the Pornhub gambling thing is referring to Pornhub Casino, which is like slot machines with porn stars on the side. And that's a thing. I just looked into it just now because I was also confused by this. Yeah, we've so all been to the bowling alley under the church, Sager. We know about gambling porn games. Yeah, it's basically you, that. You just look up porn while we were recording, Sager? Is that what you just <laughs> did? did? No. Yes, he did. I'm sitting here trying to figure out how he got Ice Age out of I-C-E-G-E. And I'm like, if yeah. this fucker's name really is Ice Age, I'm going to no. be so mad. No, it's it's I-C-E-G-E. And Zyger's yeah. like, I'm pretty sure that's Ice Age. And I'm like, I... How would you say it? Iceage? Yeah, yeah Iceage. Like like Ice Edge, but without the D in Edge. Oh, I was thinking so Iceage. Like, you know, like, that's some sick Iceage you got on those skates, you know? Like, oh. Iceage. <laughs> you know, what's the ad, ad, adjective, but not adjective. The part of speech that, that Iceage. Ice age. <laughs> well, you know, one thing I'd like to say Why about the Wii Play scenario is that it, it makes me sad that another organization came into fighting games with money and ends up being blah, because that happens a lot. And you know what? Out of the games that, that like, did Wii Play, there is Soul Calibur, there was uh, Mortal Kombat, and a third game, Tekken. Two of those were just secure bags for Sonic Fox, and now Sonic Fox can't get more bags? That gets me annoyed. That Sonic Fox could have won all those. They won Mortal Kombat. That's great. Uh, hopefully they got that bag. But I just want Sonic Fox to win all their possible things, and now this is one less thing they can win at. I love that Sonic Fox exists. I'm glad that people get that Sonic Fox is awesome. Like, seeing Sonic Fox be just, like, everyone being like, that's the fucking coolest person that's ever lived on this planet, is the is one of the few joys. Like, yes, I'm glad we can all come around and agree. We can't all agree on much, but we can all agree that Sonic Fox fucking rules. <laughs> so He's nice. pretty great. <laughs> Toys for Bob, the game studio behind the recent remakes of both Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, as well as the brand new Crash 4, It's About Time, has announced their newest project, Season 3 of Call of Duty Warzone. Yes, the critically acclaimed studio that handled childhood IPs with both love and care has been reduced in staff during the past few months and has been relegated to another support studio for Activision's biggest IP, Call of Duty. They now join the rest of Activision Studios, Benox, Demonware, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, and Triarch in making Call of Duty, meaning the only Activision Studios not working on Call of Duty are Blizzard Studios. God, it's like uh, Bioware, but somehow, or it's like EA, but somehow even more maddening. The story reminds me of uh, an experience I had when I was in graduate school. In graduate school at NYU for games, there's this class called Games 101. And at the time, it was about laying down like the important games to each genre as far as the impact they have had on you know game design in that field. 
And one of them is, you know, Call of Duty. And there's one slide in the lecture that always exists that's supposed to say all the people that work on Call of Duty. And it's at the time it was 22 studios. Now it's even more. And it just it, it just hurts. The thing that bothers me the most about this is that like Toys for Bob was actually like doing a thing in the industry that other people weren't doing. Like, yes, remakes are popular. Yes, nostalgia is cool. But they were like pushing this the cartoony visual style in ways that other studios aren't doing anymore. Like if you look at Insomniac with um Ratchet and Clank. With Ratchet and Clank. They're they're not going cartoony. They're going like this hybrid, like cartoony characters, really flushed out technical world look now. Where Crash Bandicoot was just big, swollen, cartoony looks and and fun visual. And, and the way we don't we don't get that industry. And now, even though them Spyro did very well, Crash Four maybe not as well. Maybe not as well as they wanted to for Crash Four, but all the other things sold way above uh, what they expected. They just they, they they got Activision Blizzard and now they make Call of Duty. I don't think it's surprising that we have seen like I don't know Activision Blizzard is going to be interesting. We like I keep like a tab of like who's getting in hired there and like I went back like that we had that like Department of Justice like person who covered for all of the like Bush administration like war crimes get like hired a couple months ago and now it seems like the only game that activision makes other than blizzard is like militaristic propaganda game the game yeah yeah even even blizzard size is is coming with interesting stuff because and please i know nothing about blizzard so correct me if i'm fudging this name jeff kaplan that's the name that's correct he's gone he's just gone he's like the face of overwatch yeah, before uh, Overwatch Two even launched, it's just it's, after it's, seventeen it's, years, as well as layoffs at the company. There, there's some weird goings ons there. Well, maybe not weird as as in this is actually fairly common for them, but like there's some goings on there. With the recent CD Projekt Red earnings report that we discussed last week, more information about how those earnings are being distributed towards the CDPR workforce have come to light. A CDPR spokesperson told Jason Schreier that they have allocated $29.8 million for bonuses for 865 employees, which on its own sounds generous. However, it is however, it is also revealed that they allocated another $28 million for five board members, aka the people responsible for everything wrong with Cyberpunk 2077 and its rushed release. Just the gall, just the unmitigated gall. Yeah, I ain't got no that. It's just fucking capitalism, y'all. I also think it's worth to remember that that twenty nine point eight million is not going to be equitably like uh, distributed among those eight hundred and sixty five employees. Because I saw a lot of people trying to be disingenuous about like, well, people are going to make like X amount of money, and it's like, no, the QA tester's not getting ten thousand dollars. Like that's not happening. Like. QA testers getting like fifteen hundred bucks, and like lead designer or whatever is going to get like a bigger one. So, while it sounds like it's pretty like a big chunk of money, it's not going to be distributed in a way like people whose work isn't valued by their base pay is also not going to be valued by the bonus structure. That's well said. 
And with that, that wraps up the Scrum. We will now be moving into free play, where we will be talking about games that we have been playing this past week. We're going to start off with Emily is Away. I was so excited to talk about Pokemon Snap. I was like, you know, I can talk about Pokemon Snap. Oh, no, never mind. Damn it. Um, Before Pokemon Snap entered my life, though, uh, Emily is Away 3 came out. Um, It was around 420, so, you know, things get blurry. But it came out. Right, it came out, I played it, it fucked with me. So not only did I play Emily's Away 3, but I then downloaded slash purchased Emily's Away 1 and 2. And I played through Emily's Away 1, then Emily's Away 2, and then Emily's Away 3 again. And it just, it's just like, I, I feel like, oh, these are the people who like Hostel. But the emotional version. I'm, I just constantly keep doing it to myself. Like, let me just relive the worst parts of high school <laughs> over and over. But convinced that I can do it right. I'm like, no, 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 no. This time I know exactly what to do. I'm going to do this and then that. And then everything will turn out great. And I just, I, I, I keep telling myself, no, things will be different. If I just do the right thing. And I'm like, you have learned nothing. No, it's a great nostalgia trip. It's definitely made for... So Emily's Away 3 takes place in 2009 during your senior year of high school. I was a junior in 2009. So this game was just like right... Like not exactly 100%, but they were one year off of making this game exactly specifically for me. Every single reference, walking around YouTube. I remember... Being in high school and my friend Taylor coming over and being like, I have to show you this video. There's a website that you can watch internet videos on now. Here, let me pull it up. And just showing, like, the, you know, cat playing the keyboard and shit. Like, I remember first learning about YouTube and all these little fucking kids, like my siblings, being like, wait, you remember before YouTube? Bitch, yes, I do remember before YouTube. 100% distinctly. And to see that old display and to be like, wait... In my head, YouTube still looks like this. And then to go back to like current real YouTube and see the evolution and do the same thing with Facebook. Like this game is kind of evil because this game did make me pull up my Facebook, which I stopped going on Facebook. I stopped using Facebook because it's Facebook. But I pulled up my Facebook to like look at my pic- my Facebook pictures from 2009 and compare them to like the game and stuff like that. And it was just it is a straight shot of nostalgia to a millennial's core to the point of being painful. It's great. It's got old Reddit. It's got, what was it called? Cause I remember this fucking thing that at oh. the bottom of every fucking website, every article would be like, Oh, here, do this thing. That's like two letters, dot two letters, dot two letters. And it was like, go to this thing. And it's just Reddit. It looks just like Reddit. But it was this other pre-Reddit thing that I couldn't remember the name of. And I can't remember. Is it Dig? Dig. Dig. That was the thing. Dig with two Gs. I remember all of high school going, what the fuck is Dig? Over and over. And then to play this game and see the Dig link and being like, wait, am I finally going to learn what Dig is? And clicking on it and then going, this is Reddit blew my like it just blew my fucking mind it was so good so yeah emily's way three is it's amazing to see how if you go back to playing emily's way one and then seeing how far it came with three just evolving on the concept without having the problem of diminishing returns like there's still like in the sense of like going back to that well of nostalgia for that aim generation period and like online communication and things like that 
and to find a way to do it and now have the third game come out and have even more endings and even more personalization and even more websites and even more nostalgia and kind of see this idea get more and more fleshed out as the dev gets older and more money is just it's kind of like wow it'd be cool if more games were like this if it was just like a, a small team like i don't think emily's maybe just one person kyle seeley's cool but i don't know if kyle seeley made this entire game himself i have to assume not but like to go from like Oh, Emily's Way is this tiny game that just aim text boxes to Emily's Way 2 introducing like YouTube videos and stuff and to Emily's Way 3 having Facebook and YouTube and going around all over these places and blogging into your friend's Facebook account so you can see stuff from profile pictures from profiles that they're friends with that you're not friends with. Like, oh, it's so good. It just it, it really does. It did this beautiful thing for me. When I say beautiful, I mean terrible thing for me. Where um, it brought me back to 2009. Yeah. Where um, I'm on Facebook and I accidentally poke someone. And I think, holy shit, what did I just do? Yes! Are they going to think I'm flirting with them? I'm not. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That, that, that feeling encompassed me in 20 minutes of playing just 20 minutes of playing that game i I immediately accidentally poke someone and there's something special about that i like what you said about the growth man but playing emily is a way one and then three is like just a beautiful it's like the it's like what i want indie games to be because they're already like very specific very like niche about a very very small thing that it just emulates and emulates well but like the way it expanded like emily is a way one can be done in like two hours emily la three is like a long game yeah, a I streamed that... Emily's The Way 3 in one solid playthrough, and I think it was what, five or six hour playthrough. Yeah, it's like six um, hours. I, I I started playing it before last week's recording, and I was like, hey, it's going to be like two hours, right? I, I'll, I'll start like, you know, three hours before the podcast. And I started, and, and I was like, wait, there's this is this is nowhere near being done. I know it's not. Let me, how long? Six hours. Oh, like just seeing that growth is kudos to you, Kyle and crew. Not that... to be obnoxious, but imagining we should talk being like emily's away one and then imagining what like a we should talk three would be like in comparison like in comparison that type of growth gets me a little horny (laughs) (laughs) oh god it would be amazing that'd be so cool like the only thing like the only thing that emily's we could iterate more to be totally honest is a better dialogue system that for those who don't know, who hear us talking about it and are like, yeah, isn't that, that game Jordan made? I don't know anything about that. We Should Talk is a video game that has the greatest character customizing dialogue trees. Like, you don't just pick, oh, you can say the mean thing or the sad thing or the flirty thing. It's you pick the beginning of the sentence. You pick, you know, whether like you're texting somebody and you pick whether or not you put okay, like the letter O, the letter K, or if you put the word O-K-A-Y with a period, or if you just put the letter K. And most games wouldn't, you know, you'd just be okay and it would be letter okay and it'd be like whatever. But We Should Talk is a game that understands, like I think, I don't know, we have the creator here so they can tell me to shut the fuck up later. But to me, the easiest way to describe the heart of what We Should Talk is, is that We Should Talk is a game that understands the difference between okay, okay with three Ys and the letter K with a period. Like, those are three very (laughs) distinct responses. You're pretty close because one of the things that I used to describe we should talk is that it's a game that makes that focuses on the importance between I, you, and we. So Yes. So there's one part very early in We Should Talk where you're talking to a bartender and they're like, Oh yeah. 
you know, you're local, you're regular at this bar. So like, oh yeah, don't have like a girlfriend. I haven't seen her in a while. And you can choose to refer to your girlfriend by name. Like, you know, Emily, I'm just saying, yeah, Emily is not here right now. You can refer to them as my girlfriend is not here right now. Or you can refer to her as just like, oh, she's right here. And, you know, they're not here right now. And be really vague about the, you know, the noun choice to refer to them. And again, that's so significant. Like being like, oh, yeah, you know, she's a person with a name. And we both use the name because that establishes that we both see her as a person. Like we both have a relationship with her. Whereas if I was like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend's busy. It's like you don't really know her outside of her relationship to me. So I say my girlfriend because it lets, you know, you know that I realize you don't have a relationship with her versus like, oh yeah, they're away when you're trying to be flirty and like make your girlfriend a more nebulous, you know, hypothetical concept than a person with a name or with a label or with the, so you're like, oh yeah, they're not, you know, they're busy tonight instead of being, you know, my girlfriend is busy or Emily, the person that doesn't deserve to get cheated on is busy. Like it's, it's, it's a million moments of that. And every time I go to do a game where dialogue matters and there's branching choices now, I compare it to like how much I could customize how I talked and we should talk. And it's just, thanks for ruining games for me. Well, I appreciate that. That's well, that's just my goal as a game designer, just to ruin other games for you. <laughs> it's you specifically. I, it's, it's funny. Cause like, Emily is Away is a series that definitely had some inspiration for We Should Talk. I don't know if I said this on the podcast. I might have said it before. But, like, as we were developing Emily is Away as a, just as Emily is Away, we should talk as a student <laughs> game. Um, and it was, like, the end of the year show for, you know, that that year in school. Kyle was there. Kyle like, friend, colleague, person I know. Person that we know as a group. Uh, some cool. some more people than others, but super cool. And like, I don't, I don't think he was invited. I think he just showed up to. He's like, yeah, I live close enough to New York. He doesn't. Um, let me just <laughs> hop into this thing. So he plays yes, it. Yes, you do, Kyle. You can go wherever you want. <laughs> he plays like the early alpha. We should talk. And he kind of he knows he's comfortable. Wants to walk up. He's like, yeah, just play. We should talk. When's it coming out? When you when you selling it? And I was just like, we just made the we just the, the, no idea of, of what we we're doing next. It was like, oh right, wait wait, you think is that good? It was like this is like peak imposter syndrome. We're still students. <laughs> we we've been sitting down making a thing for two months. We don't know if it's good. <laughs> we don't. We have no idea if it's good. We think it's terrible. We only see its flaws. And, and he come to and he said, and that that kind of helped give us some confidence and like pushed us to like start applying to grants, start applying to award shows, and blah blah. blah. It kind of helped the trajectory of that to the point where when we were deep in development, you know, we spoke to. Kyle about like narrative design as we were both we like he was making Emily's way through we were making this we were like both talking to each other about our processes and what we think about narrative design how that works for these types of games so there's even like he's even in the list of people that of special thanks we give to at the end if we should talk because Emily's way as a series definitely helped we should talk as as its own thing as well I love that and I need you I need the synergy I need the Dragon Ball moment dance. i need you and kyle Seely to fusion <laughs> dance and i need i need sentences. a lot of beards there There's lots of beard oh man because like you get to fill out you know those face like do you guys remember the facebook surveys that you'd fill out and tag friends and so like i i have like three notes yep. on facebook and because it, surveys i filled out when i was 15 and you get to fill out the surveys in Emily's Way 3 and pick different answers. And it's so fun. And then, like, you know, if you're talking to Emily and she tagged you in her survey and then you fill it out later, she'll, like, 
low-key nonchalantly quiz you to make like to see if you know a fact that you would know if you had read her survey answers and it's just ah oh, so good anybody else playing any video games this week i've been playing more near last week i was five hours in now i'm 25 hours in and i'm i'm just sucked in i'm in it i'm fully in it i still haven't reached the part where like shit changes yet because oh, yeah? i'm like i'm like doing every side quest because i know a little bit about this game and i know that mild spoilers for near not any story spoilers. And after a certain point a bunch of like side quests get blocked off and then and then i'm on a, like a bunch of endings aren't accessible anymore and, and i was like I, I don't know when that part's gonna happen but i'm gonna do all these side quests mm. and um the world's like so it is not big it is a small world it is not a dense world but when people were raving about legend of Zelda breath of the wild and how it's such a big world and it's empty i hated it because a big empty world is like not fun you know but a but a small empty world where like little things are happening you appreciate those little things happening more as opposed to walking for five minutes and seeing nothing and hoping something comes in Legend of Zelda, I'm always seeing some small interactions between like the goats and the bad guys and the shades. I'm like, why, why are you killing those goats? Those goats did nothing to you. So I, mean, I go up into the you goats. You don't know those then, goats. You don't know what those goats did. You don't know what those goats said about their moms. It, I do think that it's, it's great that you bring up the fact that like map, map size in itself tells you nothing. And it's like, I would rather have a small empty map or a large, like, you know, or a large dense map. Like, it has to be large. Like, again, I've been playing a ton of Fallout again lately. I'm back on my bullshit. But Fallout 4's map is much smaller than most maps that were coming out at the time. You know, like, Witcher was coming out like, shortly after. But it's so fucking dense that when you fill out all of the little, like, location clips and you look at that map... You can barely read it because there's so many points of interest, even when you're zoomed all the way in. And I just, that's my, I would rather have a small map where I, I can't walk two feet without something happening. So it makes Pokemon Snap so good. So I, I still, I'll, I'll still have more to talk about near as the, as the weeks come because I'm not taking my time with this, but I'm doing all the things in it. And it's super interesting. I, the, the game just started to touch on like racial discrimination in a way that I want to see if they handle it well. Uh, you had some reservations last week. Have those? Are they still there? Or are you? Um, none of the problems that I have have been solved or have okay. been like addressed in any way. Um, it's more so I found more things that I like in addition to the things that I already liked. Uh, gotcha. So the game, the, the 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 combat is still bleh. I did learn that if you go into auto battle. It becomes super cool though, and like oh. they start doing things that aren't that aren't possible if you're not in auto battle. Like they'll just be like switching between magics without having to go through the menu screen and stuff, and just it, making it look all cool in anime and stuff. So that's Are you telling me fun. I could play this game on auto because I would play a game if I could play it on auto and I could just like you, watch. Yeah, if you you can walk around the world and the moment it's battle time, you just switch it to it just does it automatically. You can absolutely do that. No way. Yeah, that's I, amazing. That, like I, I want more games to have that. Earlier this week, I realized that Near Automata, the first game, is on Game Pass. So I was thinking about picking it up, but then at the same time, I was thinking about Fallout and Pokemon Snap. Near Automata which is, is too not much. the first game. Near Automata is a sequel to Near, well, which is the right, being yeah. remade as the one. So technically, if you want to play the first game, you just play the one that's out right now. 
be cool. Play the one that's out now. No one wants to hear about your automata. It's old now. It's like garbage. No, wait, no, no, gar- not garbage. What? No. No, two P's not anything, garbage. What? Anything older is no. in the garbage. We do not Fall respect the elderly. This is a youth culture. <laughs> it is. We have to remake The Last of Us because it's too old. If it's older than The Last of Us, it's old. <laughs> I, I mean, something tells me that Nier Automata came out the same year as... Us. I don't care. I want to see if Nier Automata came out the same year as uh, Fallout 4, because I feel like it did. It's very I amazing thought... And I feel like I'm playing an old-ass game. That's the thing. I feel like I'm playing an ancient game. Pulling back up on Fallout 4. My Fallout 4 time is getting obnoxious. Well, I was playing it New was Vegas, that's an old game. So two years after. Yeah, but yeah, Nier has been really fun. I'm excited to see the parts where it gets That was when President Trump was inaugurated. That's how long ago 2017 was. It's an old game. No one wants yeah. to hear about 2017 anymore. Oh, man. That made me sad. Yeah. How'd that feel? <laughs> Wasn't that long ago. Feels like three lifetimes. Yeah. I was gonna. I was. I was really trying hard to think of a near pun to transition out of what I was saying, even though the transition would have gotten cut, but I, I got nothing. You were near but no cigar? That was okay. <laughs> I'll give you that better than what you had which was nothing (laughs) i actually like that one a lot spencer can i confess something to you yeah on this podcast live right now uh to you and god um i am too young to have had those old school no mouse computers that played oregon trail so i've never played oregon trail well, I, I know the you have dysentery meme. I, I once walked into a seventh grade Japanese ESL classroom where they were playing Oregon Trail on old DOS computers. And that is the closest that I have come to experiencing Oregon Trail. I talked a bunch about Oregon Trail last week. And like my update is you have an iPhone. And I think you have Apple Arcade, so you could play I Oregon do. Trail right now. I guess I just don't. Oregon Trail always seemed kind of dumb and sad to me. It's like you want to play this game where basically you just die horribly over and over like a pilgrim. I'm like, no, not really. Like. <laughs> like, you want to relive the Donner Party in text form? And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Oregon Trail, I the just, original you, like... you, I Because I listened to you. I talked about the Oregon Trail last week and the passion with which you spoke about Oregon Trail is why I bring this up because I'm like I have always considered Oregon Trail to be like that game where it's like you just click get dysentery try again click get dysentery try again until you make it to Oregon I feel like that is like a pretty decent description of the very old one and yeah, like, yeah that's pretty right and then yeah. but th- this one does a lot more there's like there's different kinds of puzzles and all that other stuff. And it's it's very hard, though. I am at Boise. I am at Fort Boise, which is the... That's so close! The last fort before Oregon City. So... You are... Boise, you're so close to Oregon! I keep doing this thing, though. I won't... I could start from Fort Boise and just go to Oregon, but I want to... That's cheating. The beginning and I want to go the whole way on the trail. I feel that. And I, I and I get to fill out the whole map, which is like pleasing in like mm-hmm. a Persona Q kind of way, where you get to like make that map as you go. So, yeah, that's that's my Oregon Trail news. I'm almost to Oregon. Look well, actually, in Oregon. 
Oh, oh Sonic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonic U reference and shit in Oregon. That, that I'm, I'm looking at all these things. Maybe you want to play Oregon Trail even more. I don't even got Apple Arcade or an iPhone. <laughs> Can and... you play Apple Arcade on on not no Apple devices? No, no, no. I really like. I started asking it, and I was like, "Well, it's Apple, so obviously not." But I guess I'll feel because I was like, "I feel stupid if I assume you can't." And then it's like, "No, you could just play on your Android." I'll be like, "Okay, well, I'm sorry for assuming you couldn't." But no, I, I don't think that's a dumb question because, like, in any other world, that exists. But it's just because it's Apple. That I would say, but it's case. Apple. Like, I started saying it, and I was like, "Oh, does Apple allow you to on multiple?" Oh. What am I even saying? I think it is actually weird because you can do things that are like, I don't want to say important. That's not the word I'm looking for. Things that are like, I guess it's probably profitable, have versions you can use on Windows. Like you can play Apple Music on Windows. Yep. No problem. You can use iTunes on Windows. That's that's what's always had me confused. And you can use iTunes on Windows. You can use... Like, I don't think you can do iCloud. You can do iCloud through, like, a web browser on Windows now, too. So, like, they have definitely opened it up past that. So, I don't know. I think if it gets really popular and it's a way they could, like, sell you some, sell more (laughs) things, I think they probably would be like, you can play it on Windows. We don't care. We just want your money. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that would work because I feel like the reason that it's, not that right now is because it's uh because they're they're like mobile games so like the test flight and the apple certification process and all that jazz is very specific and opening up to other things might mean having to deal with other software and yeah i think also that like android doesn't have like a strong design language around like how it handles certain things that could make it harder for it to be on like an android platform yeah mobile development sucks yo like it's it's it. a it's a pain in the ass more than you'd ever believe. That is literally all witchcraft to me. And that will wrap it up for free play this week. Next, we'll be moving on to the play test, where we'll where where we will be talking about new Pokemon Snap. Kaylee, I feel like you would like to go first on your thoughts on new Pokemon Snap for Nintendo Switch. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy! Oh, it's so nice. What a nice thing to have. What a what so po- new Pokemon Snap. I guess you know it's hard because Pokemon Snap is a game where before we got started I was like, okay, so should we do spoilers or spoiler free when we're talking about Pokemon Snap? And then I tried to imagine what Pokemon Snap spoilers are. And Pokemon Snap spoilers, I feel like there's you know there's technically a story, but let's be real. Uh, right. So I get that Pokemon Snap spoilers are probably like different ways to trigger different Pokemon to do special things is the closest, right? To a spoiler, yeah. how, like how to unlock secret paths, stuff like that. I would also say people who show up is also a spoiler. Yes, that's because I got big so, mad on Twitter about people spoiling that like yeah, eight yeah. minutes after I, the game. I came got out. very excited when that happened because I played the game right away and so we discovered that life. So I'm going to say that this is going to be a spoiler chat because we're going to talk about cute, fun. I'm going to tell a delightful anecdote about how Zyger taught me a cute way to get a good picture in a game. Like we're going to get into, I think, spoilers 
not in the normal sense of like story spoilers, but we're gonna t- I'm gonna talk about some of my favorite little Pokemon moments. Yeah, I guess our mechanic think, spoilers. Right, and I that's all this game is is mechanics. So like, put new Pokemon Snap is old Pokemon Snap, but as nice as a game can look on Switch. Like, let me start there. This game is really cute, but it really demonstrates how weak the Switch is compared to other things. Like, it's fun. You're taking pictures. You're zooming in on plants and things like that. And they might have put every fucking hair on Mario's head, Mario's head in Galaxy, but they did not do the same thing here. Like, they could not manage that level of realism on this scale. And I think it's because it's it's the Switch. So once again, I'm at a point where I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this game, but even prettier. <laughs> but I love it. It's so good. It's If you loved Pokemon Snap and you're like, I wish I had more Pokemon Snap, congratulations, you have more Pokemon Snap. Uh, the Pokemon are delightful. The way they behave is so cute. It is chock. But there are so many. Everywhere you look, there's 900 Pokemon. And there's a million different ways to unlock them to do different things. And so, and the very first area, when you very first go through it, it's very reminiscent of the original Pokemon Snap area, which is just, you know, a beach to the left or to the right. And then just, you know, foresty woods, very early Pokemon, you know, Viridian Forest esque setting, you know, a river and some trees. And this starts the same way, so it's that same first level. And about halfway through the level, you come across a pile of apples that are burned. And in this game, there's a scan feature where if you see weird shit, you can scan it, and it'll be like, oh, that's weird. Here's a hint on maybe, like, you can scan a den, and it'll be like, wow, it appears like maybe a Pokemon's sleeping in there. Maybe. And it's like, okay, so obviously a Pokemon's sleeping in there. Cool. Um, So you scan this fruit. And it's like, wow, this fruit is scorched. I wonder what animal did that. And then a score bunny appears. And you're like, oh, the score bunny obviously did that. Yeah. Because there's a score bunny in the level. And then right after that is the scorched fruit. So you're like, okay, I got to get a way to get the score bunny near the fruit so I can get a picture of it scorching it. Well, you throw a fruit on the pile of scorched fruit. And a score bunny does not show up. A little electric flying squirrel emoglyph flies down and zaps the apple and fries it and then eats it. And it's super cute. And even though you're like you're ready for something to happen, you're like, oh my god, I wasn't expecting that. And on that same first level, there's an area where all these Bidoofs are building a dam and Magikarp are flopping around and Swanas are with their babies being cute. And there's a million things to photograph. And so the first four or five times I went down the path, I was just taking all these pictures, taking all these pictures. And finally, I was like, I got to turn to my left. I've never turned to my left while going over this bend because there's so many animals to my right. And I turned to my left and there was a giant Tangrowth right behind me. Literally right behind me the entire time, every time I've done this level, was a giant Tangrowth. And he's just kind of like, hey, bro, what's up? Right in your face, just vibing. And it's just a million moments of that. It's a million moments of turning behind you and, like, finding a sleeping leafy on. And it's just, you can get Pokemon to, like, I can get this pincer and Heracross to get into a fight. And just these cool, like, anime-style, like, action shots in the fight. Like, a choreographed action scene. 
and just there's so many millions of easter eggs now i i think i've discovered that it's just not in the game because of them i've tried to race through it the last day or so to unlock as much as possible so i get a good idea of the scope i don't think there's any way to force evolution so like there's a bunch of magic harps laying around and every time i see one i do everything i can to try to turn one into a gyarados like in the old games or you know there's eggs you could hatch in the old games, I've not yeah. come across any Pokemon eggs. I've not been able to do anything to cause Pokemon to evolve. Um, there are Pokemon with their evolved forms and cute little families. You can visit the same spot at the day and at night. And so you'll find Pokemon sleeping, like curled up in their little families. And it's precious and take pictures of them. And it's so cute. And it's just it's a million adorable, sweet moments. It is the most wholesome, satisfying there's like challenge shots that are really difficult. So like you, you kind of pick your difficulty. If you care about those challenge shots, you can really like have to time some shit really well. And you have to, you know, there's the jungle scene and a lightbird is sleeping in the middle of the road. And if you could get it to move, you can go behind a waterfall. But if you can't, you just stick to the regular route because every map has multiple like turn left, turn right moments and twists and turns. So each map is multiple paths. It's not just one path. That's always the same. You have, options so you can never see everything in one route you always have to replay the same level over and over um and so this one you're like oh man i really want to get behind that waterfall because it's a fucking waterfall so obviously i want to get behind it and you do everything you can you're throwing fruit at it you're playing your little song trying to wake it up whatever you can do to make this stupid lightbird get out of the way and you finally get an item that if you bop the lightbird with it and play the little flute it'll wake up and leave and you can get behind the waterfall, and there's rare Pokemon to take pictures of. But it's not gone from then on. Every single time you want to take a picture of one of those rare Pokemon, when you play that level, you're like, okay, when I turn this corner, I got to get ready because I got to play my flute, and then I got to bonk the Lightbird. And if I don't do it in time, I can't go down the waterfall this route. The Lightbird's in the way. And so, like, you constantly have things where there's always, like, to get this one trick shot, you have to do, you know, you have to light up these magic flowers in a certain order and then these two pokemon will awaken that way they'll appear at the end of the map and they'll dance at the end of the map but if you don't do all of the things to trigger them waking up at the beginning of the map they won't be there at the end so there's a million things where like you'll interact with a pokemon at the beginning and be like oh i thought i was gonna get a good shot i thought if i fed it it would burp or something and it turns out what you did was you made it go forward where it runs into another Pokemon and then they start playing tag. And you can take pictures of Pokemon playing tag with each other. I'm not kidding. They are literally playing tag. It's so cute. I got pictures of – you can go underwater and I have pictures of whalers doing like whale calls to each other. And I got a picture of – I got pictures of Pokemon eating each other. I got pictures of Pokemon kissing each other. Yeah, you go underwater and the whalers will eat the little fish. Like you will just be a – a Wilmer swimming by with his mouth open, chasing the little fish, trying to eat him. It's fucking oh. amazing. So it's just, it's so good. And then the other big thing about original Pokemon Snap was the Mew level. There is that special cool level where the only thing you had to take pictures of was Mew. And you had to bop it. And so you can see a lot of what's in this Pokemon Snap in that level. Where you have to bop Mew a bunch in special ways to get it out of its little ball so that you can take pictures of it. And then you try to take pictures of it. And this Pokemon has this Pokemon Snap has that in the form of Alumnia Pokemon. Where if you throw these little like glow bombs at them, these like little magic bombs of bioluminescence um these magic legendary pokemon will glow like they'll have like these markings that will start to glow and they're giant pokemon and they have cool glowing markings and they're worth a bazillion points 
and you have to pop them with these like little glowing balls and to make them be beautiful and so they each have their own special like each location has an Illumnia Pokemon and it has its own special like Mew-esque level where the whole point is to take beauty shots of that one legendary glowing Pokemon and there's all these things that you can trigger and it's really cute it's great it has everything I could want yes what of my favorite uh like when you were talking about like interacting with Pokemon early on and having them appear later on in the level is in the first area because I've only I've only played up to the first two areas of the game. But in the first area on like research level two, I believe, there are Talo everywhere. And I believe there are two locations where Talos will spawn. And if you are able to bot both of the Talos near the end of the level, a Talo will be hanging out with a Wormpool and they'll just be having a nice little time partying and you can take a photo of them interacting with each other and it's worth like four stars. It's like, oh, I've only been able to trigger it once. I did it unintentionally. I've been trying to do it again. It's like, oh, I just, I keep missing the second Halo. It can be so hard when you're like, okay, what the fuck did I do to cause this? But I bring up two points. So there's two mechanics in the game I didn't talk about. One is research expedition levels. So when you take pictures of Pokemon, you gain points. And those points convert to experience that goes towards each individual level. And every time that area levels up, it unlocks more Pokemon appearing on that level and interacting in cool new ways. So if you do one route at level one and then you take enough cool shots to level it up to level two, when you do that route again it will have new Pokemon added that didn't unlock until level two. And you have the option to go back and view the location again as like a level one version if there was a shot you wanted, you know, but that level one Pokemon is now interacting with a level two Pokemon. So in level two, you can't get the same shot. You can go back to previous levels. And then each Pokemon has four different shots that you can get it in. Every Pokemon has just like a calm shot, like a nooch. You know, you you caught it when before it realized you were there, just not doing anything special. Most Pokemon have a like a bopped picture where like you can bop it with a fruit and it'll be like, whoa, what the fuck? And that whoa, what the fuck picture is like a is a picture. And then there's two other ones that vary. Usually they're like, you know, one could be you know, there's a, a level with Blastoise and you can trigger Blastoise to do a hydro pump. And if you get a picture of uh, Blastoise doing a hydro pump, that's his four star one. So it's one to four stars in order of difficulty of each pose, so to speak. But like a two star pose could be getting bopped with fruit or if you catch that Pokemon asleep might also be considered a two star pose. So there are a bunch of different poses that all are technically like all fall under two star or all fall under three star. Um, and you, your goal is to get a picture of the Pokemon at one, two, three, and four star poses. And once you get all four pictures, you've completed the the photo decks entry for that Pokemon. So you get just like a normal niche picture of it. You get it after you hit it. Um, you get it uh, fighting another Pokemon. And then you get it like it'll have a special interaction if you throw the magic glow balls at it and then it starts dancing and you get a picture of it dancing and that'll be like a fourth one um the fourth the third and fourth ones can get very complicated and hard and super rare and cool you can get pictures of quagsires yawning like if you can get it mid yawn there's eye palms that start the level by swinging on a vine and they swing on the vine once twice and then they're gone and so it's swish swoosh gone and i got a perfect shot of it right in the middle after like don't make fun of my swish swoosh i saw that <laughs> I got it right in the middle, like mid-swish. Didn't even need the swoosh. I felt like a legend. 
And, and so that's a three-star pose or whatever. Or um, the same eye palms. So, like, the one swings by and he swish swishes and then he runs away. And then he comes back because his friend is like, hey, come back. And then he comes back and his friend's like, look what I can do. And it stands on its tail and does a little dance. And it's like, look, I can do this little dance. And you can get all these pictures of him. It's just, it's so cute. You can get pictures of metapods in the middle of doing a harden. If you, like, throw a ball at them and then they're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta metal up. And they get, like, all metallic and shit. And it's just, it's so cool being like, oh, this is what Pokemon would be like in nature. You can get, you can save a whooper from being eaten by an Arbok. I've not gotten that far yet. I've I know never exactly not what let it. About. Yeah, I've never let, the, I've never not bopped the Arbok out of the way. Because I don't know if it would eat the whooper, but I can't have that on my conscience. So I but do. That could always, be a four star photo. No, I refuse. <laughs> I always save the whooper. But there's a million moments like that. It's so great. It's it's so cool where you're just underwater and you're seeing like the you, you see the Pokemon. There's this one Pokemon that's like Picu Pimu. It's like that little black cotton ball with the pink face. It's oh like shit! Cloud. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Uh, the, it's Pokedex entries that like it li- it it vibe. It hangs out in the mouths of Polippers. And <laughs> re- like like real animals will like hang out in pelican mouths to like clean their teeth and shit like that, and they get the benefit of that, and the pelicans get the benefit of oral hygiene or whatever. Um, and sure as shit, you can go to the water level, and when you raise it to high enough level, polippers will be swimming in the water, and if you bop it in the mouth, its mouth will open, and a little pick you pimmy you or whatever is in its mouth, and it waves at you, and it's so cute. It's great. I just it's so fun it is each each route doesn't take very long and you know so you're always like oh that route was real quick oh but I'm there's this one shot I really wanted to get like I finally figured out how to wake up the Slay King so now I gotta do this one more time because I'm gonna get the perfect shot of the Slay King and so you're constantly just I played the first level it's so hard I played the first level for the first five hours I was playing the game I had every, I had five levels unlocked, and I just kept playing the first one over and over. Because I was like, wait, 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 I just figured out how to do this. And now I raised the levels, so now I got to see what level three Pokemon spawn. And I just, I kept playing just the starting level repeatedly, and I was having the greatest time. And there are so many other levels. I think I just unlocked the final one, and it made me really happy because there was one type that I was like, oh, man, I really hope there's going to be a this one level. And uh, it finally it finally unlocked, and I'm really excited because it had all of the Pokemon I wanted that level to have. Um, yeah. Uh, the online's really cool. You can pick six pictures and upload them online for people to see and give medals that are called sweet exclamation mark medals. Not sweet medals exclamation mark. Sweet exclamation mark medals. Which I think is sweet. But I don't like that it's only six. Because yeah. I, I have over 700 pictures saved. I keep having to expand the memory partition to fit more pictures. I keep oh, you can do it multiple many. times? Oh, yeah. And it keeps asking you. It's like, okay, it's going to be another this much memory. It's irreversible. Yeah. And I'm like, do it. This entire okay, memory card will become fucking, I don't care. Give it all to me. I have so many pictures. Now, it, and like the, the amount that it expands raises. Last time it asked if I wanted to expand, it asked if I want. You start with 45 pictures, 48 pictures that you can hold. The last time it asked if I wanted to expand, it was like, do you want to expand? We'll add 750 slots. And I was like, yes, I do. I do need another 750 slots. I think I have 300 left. Like, oh, it's so good. 
I'm so happy. So I do wish you could post, you could upload more pictures. Like I wish you could show your whole album or like make albums that are available online. I wish it was easier to search and flick through and find pictures. Like I wish you could be like, Piplup, show me all the Piplup pictures and, and do that. So the search and stuff like that is really limited with the online. Um, there is a ranking system where you uh, get all of your experience points get added together and there's a ranking for who's the best Pokemon snapper of all time. And right now I'm the greatest Pokemon snapper of all my friends. And I'm like 36,000 in all Pokemon snappers. And I got dreams. I'm going to climb those ranks. I'll keep you updated. I'm going to see how far this baby can go. I haven't even fucking, I haven't even started playing yet. And I'm, I'm up there. One of my favorite aspects of the online is the sweet medals because one of the things I really enjoy about Pokemon Snap is that you're able to edit photos and you can add stickers, frames, whatever captions you want. And I have such so much fun just like making derpy photos. Like I would take a photo of a Bidoof I had and I would give him a little crown, some sunglasses, throw on some hearts, post it online and just like make memes out of all the Pokemon I take photos Zygers of. Zygers are Gen Z, if you guys didn't know. <laughs> like Zygers like, look, I made all these photos. And he hands me and he shows me all six of his photos online. And I look at all of them and every single one is just 90% sticker. And I'm like, I don't, I vaguely under, it reminded me of like Angela Anaconda, which always creeped me out and unsettled me as a child. I'm sorry. So I, I was just like, you covered this cute picture. and I don't use any filters. I don't like you can re-snap, like you can adjust the alignment after your picture's been scored so that way you can't like fudge the score. You can like adjust the realignment to like more perfect the shot. I don't do any of that. I don't like it. I don't like putting filters on my Instagram photos IRL. So I'm like, no, the point is that it looks good naturally. If you cover it in nine hundred stickers, what's the point of the Pokemon being there? It's just a bunch of fucking stickers. I'm so, doing it for the sweet metals. Yeah, the Zyger's a sweet metal guru. He does. He's got all the Gen Z humor on lock. He he just yeah. has so my, many stickers and so many. My metals. favorite photo that I have edited is a photo of Tangrove because at one point you can get Tangrove to reach up for fruit, and I have a photo of him like reaching up to get fruit. I gave him a little umbrella. I made the photo look like it was raining, and I captured as my neighbor Tangrove as a reference see, to my neighbor Totoro. One. That's a good right? one. Yeah. And I was one sticker. I, do you notice that? The joke wasn't, no. look at how many stickers are on this fucking Bidoof. It was my neighbor Totoro. <laughs> the, the point is, I like making small stuff like that and posting them online. And it's like, I agree with Kayla, but she can do more than six. Because like after a photo has been up online for a while, it will just stop showing up in people's feeds i assume yeah because there's no way to search for it and there's no way to really filter beyond like here's new stuff here's the popular stuff that is also the new stuff like the exact same three pictures have been the like top like there's three columns it's like you know random park some bullshit and the top one is like trend now trending the now trending three photographs have been the same three photographs for me for the last day and a half or plus same you know what I mean? it's the same so it's really funny because the ones that it's were trending and it's probably gonna still be trending now so check your pokemon switch if it still is the middle one is a picture of bidoof with a crown and glasses and way too many stickers and i shit you not zyger found out that there were stickers made his little thing showed it to me posted it online and then was like oh man someone already did this because yep. he had literally made the exact same bidoof as the one that's trending 
That's why I'm like, Zyger gets Gen Z humor. Because every Gen Zer was like, I'm going to put this crown and these sunglasses and these sparkles. And every single one of them is like, this is the most funny thing. And I'm like, I don't know, King Badoof. I'm not a monster. It's kind of funny. I don't get why that's like the funniest thing. I got a picture of three Badoofs swimming on their back in a in a row like the fucking Fozzie. What are those synchronized swingers? Some synchronized I'm just proud of swimmers. I'm proud of Zyger that he hasn't turned it into what my 14 year old nephew has turned it into, which is Pokemon butts. It's all Pokemon butts. It's just butts. <laughs> I took a lot of Pokemon butt pictures. Uh, it's all it is. He'll like send me a picture and he'll be like, "Look what I did," and I'm like, "This is just another is Pokemon butt." butt. <laughs> yeah. butt? Well, yeah. they give you a lot of like buffalant butt, and I'm like, "I'm gonna get that buffalant." Wait till you see slacking. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got that slacking donk for sure. Because he starts with his back to you, so it's all you yep. get is donk. Uh, oh, I got some Venusaur. Thick Venusaur. I've been taking butt pictures because I want to get the um, Instamax. Instamax? You're going to tell me the name of it. Uh, <laughs> printer from Fujifilm that you can send your Pokemon Snap pictures to to print them out. Because I want to give Pokemon Snap pictures to my patrons as my physical tier gift this month. Hello. I heard you say hello. I didn't hear anything before that. I, it was me. Oh. Again, whoever designed this thing to be like... The worst. The exact position to where whenever I, you're moving, you're rubbing it. Yeah, it's literally like right at the pit. It is the worst. If it was... I like them high. Personally, I like them up here. I don't like to have to reach and fumble like a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Because it's so low. I want them very high up. Is that... If you had to pick, I would want it like here. Yeah. They get ones where the mic's built in and it's down by your titty. So you got to hold it like an asshole. Just uh, put it so, here. I was so confused. I thought I thought we were saying we wanted breasts up here. And I was like, <laughs> they would make a nice like resting part for your chin. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> My confusion got really high there. Uh, Spencer and I both have titties and we both also have the Razor Kraken headset now that I'm keeping this in. Uh, <laughs> and the Razor Kraken headset has the like volume control knob at the exact perfect height to have the cord when you're sitting fall with the music knob basically directly in your armpit. So any moving or turning makes you turn the volume all the way up and scare yourself or all the way down and everything's muted and you can't figure out why your audio doesn't work. And it's not that your audio doesn't work. It's that your headset turned itself off because it's an asshole. Which is great when you're live. You're like, what? Hello? Hello? (laughs) I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I hate it when I can't hear you because I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah. It's very stressful. And so that that was that moment. I don't know why it's so down low. It should be up high. Uh, Kaylee mentioned the Instax printer. Spencer, you have experience with that. Yeah, that was such a good transition. Did you guys see me set that up? I want to get the Instamax. Is it Instamax printer? It's an Instack. Instack, because it's it's dumb. What is that Instack? Yeah, it's it comes from like they used to make cameras that were just like that you could like take pictures with. I still think they yeah. make those cameras. That yeah, are, they that, still make the print and they're like it literally says "Do not put in your mouth" on the back of this polar. Do not put it in your mouth. You know, it's associated with a Pokemon with a Nintendo game, so they had to tell you that for Switch games too. Yeah, oh, that film is yeah. not that film is not that film is just regular old Fuji oh, film instead. Yeah, so yeah. you have the the Instax printer. You already I, had it. You were ready. I do. I haven't used it that much, and um, 
because I like I also have a different like I have two little like four by six printers. We get so, it. You're from Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, and um, so multiple Polaroid printers. Yeah. Well, one's not a Polaroid. That's a that's the thing. One is like a weird light printer, and this one is an actual film Polaroid printer, which is cool Ooh. because you get the yeah. actual like polaroid it is also bad because then you actually have to go get polaroid film which is that's like, one of my big questions how much film does it come with zero amount of film that's what it that's comes with super important to know thank you so much for telling me so how much is it like a is, is the film expensive so don't buy it on amazon you can get it at target which that's is like really good to know. nice like i didn't know you could get it but it Amazon, if you buy it, you have to buy two at a time because they're like, this is too small of a package for us to send you just this one piece of film. And you get 20 in a thing. 20 in a package. It's like okay. two sets of 10. Um, oh, okay. So if packages are sets of 10, I would definitely be buying them by the truckload i'm gonna print so many pictures you don't understand i'm gonna hand out pictures as birthday yo it's your birthday happy birthday here's the pokemon snap polaroid well you christmas can... i got everyone pokemon snap polaroids well lucky for you they do make a 60 pack that you can buy that's 34 dollars. 34 dollars? that's yeah. i thought 34 dollars was gonna be the 20 pack i'm not gonna lie to you i'm used to film being very expensive have you bought like i've you're i'm like ink Ink for a printer is like $900. Like, that's the way to go if you're going to do it, too. Because, like, a twin pack, which is what I have, is $14.99. So. I'm buying that 60 pack, you guys. I'm printing so many. <laughs> that's like a dollar for two packs. photos. I'm printing so many pictures. I want that Pikachu one so fucking badly. So here's the this. thing. It is a labor-intensive process to do this. And I went yeah. to, like, I went to look up to do it. And I asked on Twitter, like, what if people had questions and uh squid answered she had questions <laughs> she had a bunch so of questions amazing. and um one of the questions was like on a on a like scale of one to ten how easy is it to get it to set up and do it and that's like a negative two like it's not easy at oh. all <laughs> like first you got already in-, in chat like yeah i have the printer but it's a real bitch to set up and then we looked and saw squid girl submitted that question and it was like oh yeah it's not great because like not only do you, you you never connect the printer to the switch which i think some people were like thinking that you were gonna connect the printer to the switch but you connect your switch to your iPhone and then your iPhone to your printer or your Android phone too. So if people have never done this before, right now on Switch, if you go to your albums, you can send any picture. Like you used to only be able, I don't know when they rolled this out, so fuck me if this is super old. But I remember back in the day when I was playing Pokemon all the time trying to send my Pokemon Sword and Shield pictures, you would only really tweet or Facebook your pictures that was the only way to like transfer them yep. digitally wirelessly off your switch. And so now they have a thing that's really cool, but very annoying where you can text yourself a picture and you pill, you know, pick the picture that you want to send in your album and you click on it and then you're like, send it as a text. And then a screen pops up with a QR code and you scan the QR code with your phone 
and then you connect to a special network that's just between your switch and your phone for the duration of this process and then a new qr code pops up on your switch and you scan that qr code and then you tap the link that opens from that qr code and it's the picture and then you have the picture download and then you can save the picture that's and that's how you new. can do one picture which is obnoxious and time consuming but it's way better than nothing and i've done it a couple times for the memes so that's how you do regular pictures just to get a fucking normal picture off your phone for comparison, you guys. That's how you do it to do this. To- oh, okay. It doesn't change except for there is an extra button push on your phone because you have to do it from inside the Instack for Nintendo Switch app. So there's like a Instack app that lets you just like print things. And then there's the Nintendo Switch version of the app that came out on Friday that gives you like, what is it? Like frames yeah frames it's frames i wanted to say stickers i was like is it stickers but i think it might just be frames but it gives you frames the thing that is frustrating is um you can't save out of that app like lots of those photo sticker apps or those apps that make like that's the one thing my other one makes stickers like the pictures are just stickers so you can stick them on things it lets you like edit the photos in there and then save them back to your phone so, like, if someone sends mm-hmm. you, like, sends your printer, like, you have a party and, like, people are printing it out, like, it'll send it to the, like, main host's phone. So, then you get to keep all the pictures that get printed. It does not let you save, which is wild. So, you – I someone had asked me earlier last week before it had all come out, like, were you going to be able to – because they have the same other printer. It's the – I think it's the HP Sprocket is what it is. And – um. Were you going to be able to, like, say – you cannot save the frame photos from your – like, you can only ever have the photos with the frames. I'm double-checking and make sure it didn't, like, save to my photos. But you could – I think you could only ever have the photos – yeah, you can only ever have the photos with the frames in a Polaroid version. Can you get a full-screen preview that you could screenshot? Nope. I don't I never save images from apps like that. I always just do a screenshot. <laughs> yeah, it does not. And so that's frustrating. The other thing that's frustrating, frustrating. is you are gonna have to play with the contrast adjustment and filters to get them to come out as bright as the picture I put of them on Twitter. Those are all adjusted with the contrast like turned super up from what you would think it is they look great so for the record so if you go on the weekly patch uh well if you go on spencer's twitter uh miss nintendo 64 she tweeted it out um and she tagged the weekly patch and uh you know the weekly patch retweeted it right now (laughs) she has a picture of her instamax her instax is so cute too because it's fucking like that rose gold pink that i'm obsessed with but you've got the animal crossing with a cute frame you've got uh, a adorable florgis from Sustrith and a, me- a beautiful shot of a beauty fly. And then a little one that has a Pokemon snap frame of Eevee. Very cute. All very brightly colored. Some are horizontal, some are vertical because the printer... So it's, it's a Polaroid, but it's not the square Polaroid that you usually think of. It's like the shape of, an, of a cell phone screen. You know, so it's like a long rectangular screen. Uh, and you can do it looks like horizontal or vertical. Looks like the frames are all vertical. I don't know if that's a perfect The frames are all vertical. Okay. And the other thing that's annoying, I don't think I printed one out because I try. it drives me nuts, is all of the photos that you download 
from so you also like in the game to even get them to the point where you have to do it you have to do stuff in game you have to go into your album you have to have saved the photo from the adventure so first that's the first thing you have to pick the the photos that you want to save from your route through in your album once you get them into your album you have to go in there and then say download to your system and then that puts them in your screenshots so like okay. it's just like a 15 step process to make one photo so basically like the way that they intend for you to do it is to like after you've been playing for a while and you have an album to go through your album and then pick the ones that you actually want to save onto your hard drive and then move on to your hard drive not necessarily be like i'm gonna take a picture of a pikachu and then i'm gonna upload it to my album and i'm gonna put it on my switch and i'm gonna print it and i'm gonna take a picture of a tangela and then i'm gonna put it into my album and then put it on my switch and then print it it's more of like they expect you to be doing this later because they're dumb yeah, it's not. And then <laughs> the other thing that's a real problem, which I think is just a bug that will probably get fixed, is that local network connection from the phone to the QR code and the QR to the whatever. That will sometimes make the Bluetooth go completely out and you'll lose connection to the printer completely. And then you have to shut down the app, shut down the printer and start everything over again. That does sound like a bug. How long of a process is all of this from like from start when you pick a photo you want to print out to actually having the photo printed out? Like how long would on average do you think that took? We can it live. (laughs) Like this is something we can figure out. So we're going to go now. I got a a Magikarp that looks like it's dead. We'll do that one. Oh no. Yo Magikarp live. He's just sleeping. So then I got to go. I just downloaded it to my album. I have to go out of my album now. You can now send a batch, though. You can't do it to the printer, though, which is annoying. But if you're, like, using the little, like, from from the smartphone, you can do up to 10 now. Oh, okay. oh that's cool. Which, like, I kind you can also pick from, you can also pick from the library that you have. So I might recommend, if you're going to print a ton of them, to just batch them and then uh, pick them from your... All right, I want to join. Yeah, join. Okay. This is yeah. It just did what I said it was going to do. So hold on, let me do that. So to reiterate the answer to Squid Girl's question on a scale from <laughs> one to ten, how it's a easy of a three. process. <laughs> it's a very Nintendo process. It is, and like you have to think that kids are going to be the one. And she had her her final question was, should they have teamed up with the last uh, blockbuster on Earth to just let us print them from there? And yes. That should have been the correct answer. Where is the last blockbuster on Earth? Is that the one in Alaska? No, it's in Oregon. Is it? It's in fucking Oregon. It's not far from Portland, y'all. Y'all don't even realize I've been planning a... You can stay at it. It's like an Airbnb. Yeah, it's an Airbnb. I have been plotting. I'm going to print this one exactly as it is from the... Just how it comes out of the thing. Because... It does something that I hate. It watermarks every photo you download into your uh, oh into your album. Watermarks it with what? New Pokemon Snap. Like I don't know what game I put put that game, oh. that picture from. And the problem is, is that like it shows up in. So you're constantly now having to crop out the bottom like corner of every photo because. So, like, now you're going to have to go back through basically to make – you can't – it's hard to get pictures that Professor Mir thinks is, like, acceptable and also photos that you can take where you're not – Yeah, so that is an important thing. Getting so when the- I'm 
when you play Pokemon Snap, you take pictures, and then when you're done taking pictures, um, you get a folder with all of the pictures that you've taken sorted by Pokemon, and you can only show Professor Mir one picture from every Pokemon. So, again, Pokemon have four different poses that you're trying to capture them in. So, if on one run you get two or three poses, mm, suck a dick. No, you didn't. You only got one. <laughs> you got one. You can pick which one you want to show him, and then you can wait for the rest. And that's, you know, tough titties. And so, Always pick three or four. <laughs> so, that yeah, that can be frustrating. But then, after you're done submitting, it then shows you all of the pictures that you took again. And it gives you the option to save ones to your album. So, when I'm taking pictures on a route... I'll be like, okay, I need to get a picture that's, you know, the opposite of everything that photography teaches you. It needs to be dead center, big as possible Pokemon, facing you directly head on. That's the most important thing. You know, it needs to be facing you, big, directly in the frame. No rule of thirds, no profile shots, nothing. So I'll get a picture that's like, okay, this is a great, I try to think of it like, okay, I'm taking like a, a science photo, like, like scientific photography for like a science textbook. Like this is a specimen photo. So I'll be like, okay, let me take some specimen photos of these Taylor. Got it. I got the specimen photo at the beginning of the run where the Taylor's right in your face. Now I'm going to take some artsy pictures of like the Taylor sitting on the, uh, sitting on the post board or the Taylor sitting on a a branch and I'll save those specifically not because they're going to score well or that I'm even going to turn them in but because I know that I want to print them later so it's very important there are two different types of photo but you do have the option to save both but yeah you're going to want to take ones that are cute and then you're going to want to take ones that are scored well and you're also going to want to remember that everything you take is going to have the bottom right corner of it is going to have new Pokemon snap for like I don't know how I'll have a picture I know we can put like links and stuff on the like episode page i'll put the picture of what it looks like on the episode page so that we can like so people I will can see tweet what it out is. the pictures that she took that are gorgeous on the other one this this like default standard one and put it on twitter so it's fully developed now we're fancy oh okay so from that i started it like 9 27 so what is it like five minutes five minutes per photo it's like, yeah, is not. I thought it would be easier because they made such a big deal about the app. They made such a big deal about the app being like integrated. And it's literally like the only benefit you get from using the app is that like you could do it directly from your switch to it, but you could just batch 10 with a QR code to your photo roll and then print those with the regular app if you didn't want frames. So. So uh, quickly, looking at Sarah's questions, you've answered her first question and her last question. Her second question was, how would you say the quality of the printed photos are now that you have a photo with you right now? like They're awesome because they're Polaroids, like they're actual film Polaroids. So like that's better than like like the, the HP Sprocket is like this other technology that is like printing with light that that actual Polaroid came out with. It's like zinc, I think is what they call it. But it's like this weird light activated paper that you can print on and all of those look super blurry and fuzzy and washed out and like that's something you have to like do with that and like I think a lot of people have that opinion about Instac because for so long it was just that camera you could only use the Instac film with the Instac camera and it was shooting through a plastic lens with not a lot of light and like if it wasn't like outside or in like an auditorium with a ton of lights in it, you were never going to get like a good picture. This is taking 
this just looks like a film picture, like from when you were a kid and you would get like pictures developed at like a lab. That's awesome. Okay. I love this so much. I have a Pokemon Snap question. Because like, I'm not playing this game, even though we all live in a Pokemon world. Um, so at the beginning of the of the of this episode, right, we 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 introduce myself as a developer and a or designer and a esports aficionado. I'm also a Pokemon music aficionado. Is oh. there meaningful music in this game? Is there music that you've noticed, or is there good music? Because I'm assuming if there's good enough music in this game. It'll either end up on Spotify or as a DLC pack for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So I want to know, <laughs> is is it is there like good Pokemon music in this? So I'm a person that usually plays all of my handheld games on mute. I think we've talked about this before. So, you know, going in, that's that's where I'm coming from. I literally put this on mute by habit yesterday. And within like a minute, like I start, I started the route and I paused it and I turned the sound back on. One, because there's tons of cute, it's hard to describe. So like, it's not your normal Pokemon music because the music is not like the main sound. You know, it's not the loud, super chippery, like in your face music. It's more ambient music because, you know, you're in a forest and there's birds chirping and there's leaves rustling. It's more documentary music. You know, there's music in documentaries. And it can be very, very good music, but it's not supposed to detract from the sounds of the nature. And, like, you can hear footsteps rustling. and You can hear something swinging. And, like, the sounds really help you, like, feel... You really feel like immersed. you're in the fucking wild. It is a very immersive experience playing Pokemon Snap. It's one of the things that I was kind of pleasantly caught off guard by the most, I would say, is how much this game is just super immersive. And so, with that being said... Especially, like, there's a, the jungle at night you're going through, and it's really quiet, and there's these occasional chirps, but it's mostly, like, eerily quiet, and it's one of the few times where, like, you really get just, like, mostly music, and that's when I'm like, yeah, that would feel very different if there wasn't music. I'm constantly thinking about, like, yeah, the, the jungle, when I'm like, oh, I really need to hear all these sounds, and it's like, yeah, but the music is what makes it, like... If it's just those sounds, I would turn that up loud and then I'd also have, like, a video playing. And I find myself constantly, like, pausing the video, like, pausing a video to, like, play the level and then turning the video back on when I'm, like, flipping through pictures and doing all the judging because it'll take some time. Um, But if the actual levels, I want to listen and I want to, like, listen to the ambient music. So I don't know if I would say it hits the same way as, like, normal Pokemon music hits. But I will say that this is one of the very, very few times where I'm like, oh, I'd rather listen to this game than not listen to this game. And that's weird for me. Yeah, I would agree with a lot of that. The in-game level music is very ambient. And I honestly didn't notice it at first when I was first playing the first level a couple of times. And then like when I muted the game and went through, it's like, oh, it has like a different vibe to it for sure. It's very calming music and it really sets you in the mood. But like outside of the levels, like the menu music and like going through the various like online menu and uh, your, I think it's called your lab menu. The music there is fine standard Pokemon music, I would say. Maybe a little more like soft key, but I think the thing that stands out is the ambient like documentary like music that you feel throughout the levels nothing like particularly pops in a sense 
But it's something like, oh, if you were working on a project, this would be like lo-fi hip-hop that you can play in the background, even, even yeah. though it's Pokemon it's music. It's good lo-fi hip-hop beats to relax slash study to. Exactly. That works for me because my my video game playlist on Spotify includes both that type of ambient music that I like, but also the uh, old Pokemon cartoon songs with lyrics to it. So this, I love that. This 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 <laughs> means it'll go into the other realm, but it'll still have a little connection to those other things. But and also, Kaylee, I also play all my handheld things in muted mode because I grew up in a household where we don't want to hear none of that. Exactly. My mom was Same. like, you turn that off. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. People look at me like I'm crazy when I'm like, oh, I don't really know a lot of handheld game sounds because I always played with it off. I was in the car on a two-hour road trip. You think my mom was going to let me have the sound on? Are you high? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> my mom hates the trumpet because of Gen 3 Pokemon. <laughs> the reason that it's like your toy and it's like a thing to the size, that means it. You don't want to hear it. If you if we want to hear you play video games, you'd be on the TV playing the TV game. But this right? is a toy. Yeah, I'm sitting here now. I'm like, oh, sh- I didn't realize that the wireless printer and the film is what goes with those really cute indie hipster pastel colored Fuji film Polaroid cameras. So now I'm like, if I'm getting this printer, I have to get one of these adorable Polaroid cameras. And so I'm like, which color do I get? Do I get the blue one or the purple one? Life is so hard. Because <laughs> I'm going to get the rose gold case and everything for my printer. So I was like, should I get rose gold for my camera and make everything match? And I was like, no, I think I want to be complimentary. And my new iPhone's going to be purple. So I think I'm going to get it blue. So it's like a range of pastels. Oh. This is my life now. <laughs> I'm into girly things. Okay, I, I feel like that might wrap it up. Does anyone have any final thoughts they want to say about the new Pokemon Snap? Uh, it's a great game. Uh, 7.5 out of 10, too much water. Uh, <laughs> 7.8, know your memes, gosh. Yeah, I said 7.5 and I was like, no, it was a weird, stupid number because it's like 7.8. Not yeah. point five, not not eight, and not seven point five, seven point eight. Like, I don't know. I like review systems that are uh, what twenty point scale, one yeah. through ten with point fives only, and five means eh, not garbage. You know what I mean? Like, I don't believe in ten point scale. Like, I don't believe in twenty point scales where you're only allowed to use the top half of it. Like, if a game is the worst thing ever made that doesn't even play, it's a five, and if it's a game that's like mediocre and average it's a 7.5 like no average should be five if it's just eh it should be five it should be like attractive people (laughs) fives aren't ugly they just exist like call of duty games um my last words are to be a master pokemon master i will be writing a brand new chapter Thank you. I'm, I'm going to be the greatest Pokemon photographer of all time, and I'm going to mathematically prove it with this ranking system. Is I just I, I have to know was that the Johto theme song? No, that Don't was that. Don't answer that. Was that was not a theme song. That's what I'll say. That was not a theme song. Don't answer that. Now we're going to make Zyger sweat. No, that's a horrible <laughs> thing to do. Tell him he's asking for information. Tell him. Tell him what you're quoting. But actually, also, which Johto theme song are you asking? Because there's two. Right, I not. I mean, it's neither. But I refuse to watch the anime after they got rid of Misty because I'm a loyal hoe. I think it was like Master Quest was the one I was not thinking of, but there was another one that I can't remember what the other one was. Zyger is a fake Pokemon fan, and we all know it now. 
Uh, my final thoughts on Pokemon Snap is I love this game. I love that they give you the freedom to edit your photos. I do really enjoy unlocking new things throughout this game, whether it be stickers or new routes or just new titles. I love the feeling of the slow, constant progression. And I'm having a great time with this game. I love this game because it's the... Pokemon Snap was the only Pokemon I played growing up, like, as it came out, because it was the only one you could play, like, at a friend's house that you weren't, like, ruining their game because, like, you're just, like, taking pictures and doing runs and whatever. And my mom wouldn't let me have Pokemon, but she did buy Pokemon Snap for my nephew, who I talked about earlier. She's the one who bought it. Oh, wow. (laughs) And he took nothing but pictures of butts, and she's like, I knew this game was of the devil. (laughs) So. Devil has a good butt, though. I will, I will never buy Pokemon Snap because it's not a game that I'm interested in. But I super hope that it's successful so that we can get a new Pokemon Stadium. I would Same. love more Pokemon Stadiums oh. because I want more Pokemon mini games. That's all I want. I just want I want the yeah. Ekans Ring Toss. I want the Sushi. I want, I want the Chansey Dance. Okay, and that will wrap it up for the playtest. And that'll also wrap it up for the show for the week. Before we get to the end, I wanted to give everyone a chance to plug themselves and whatever projects they have going on. You can find me on any platform at Zyger1337. Kaylee, where can they go to find you? You can find me on Twitter at Quirk of Art. X as in Zyger. D as in damn Zyger. It's not an X word. <laughs> or you can just find me on Twitter at Quirk of Art. Great, great. Spencer, where can people follow you? I really listened to Zyger. Feel really. I I know that you were not only hearing me, but you were listening to me there. Thank you. (laughs) I'm Miss Nintendo sixty four everywhere, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I also have another podcast that's about horror movies. It's called Is It Halloween Yet? And that comes out on Mondays. And that's a Halloween club on Twitter and Instagram. Everyone should check those out. Make sure you check out her new photos that she's going to be posting photos of. Jordan, where can people go to catch up on the things you're doing? Um, You can go to the credits of We Should Talk, which is available on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4 slash 5, Xbox One slash Series X, uh, and PC, Steam. uh, H.io. Not Epic Game Store, but kind of because it's .io. And you can, I guess you can follow me on twitter.com slash versified. I don't want to be posting there much, to be honest. I'd just be reposting and uh, like retweeting people's other stuff. But, you know, you can follow me there if you want. Also, if you're listening to this and you care about it, tweet at me your favorite Pokemon song. And if it isn't Viridian City, you're wrong. But it's okay. If it's Lavender Town, you're lying and your emo face should have ended years ago. I now have to think about my favorite song. This is going to do it for the Week 12 Patch Rollout. Subscribe to Future Patches on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Follow the Weekly Patch at the Weekly Patch on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Or join the QA process on our Discord server. Comments, questions, bug reports? Send them to us at hello at theweeklypatch.com. Links to all of these and more in the episode patch notes below. Week 12 Patch complete.
I wish I had started recording before I made that awesome joke, but now it'll be lost for the sands of time. See, now, now if you keep this in the edit, I just want the world to know that even though what I'm about to say is going to get edited out, there wasn't a cool joke before that. That's just, that's just a setup. <laughs> Wait, that's just a setup. Okay, but you can say the joke wasn't cool, but there was actually a joke that was. There was a joke. Yeah, there okay, was a good. joke. It existed. I just want you to think that, like, no, that wasn't scripted. You you can say that there wasn't a a good joke, but you can't be like there wasn't a joke. She made that up. This is all just a bit. No, there was a joke. It was amazing, and like so many geniuses, I want to appreciate it in my time. Welcome <laughs> to the bloopers. <laughs> Go download the rest of our episodes. Go download Spencer's podcast. Well, not this one, her other podcast. But also this one. Well, they just listened to this one because this is going at the end of this episode now. (laughs) Download it again.